For Arizona Public Media, I'm Leslie Tolbert, Regents Professor Emerita in Neuroscience at the University of Arizona, and this is Arizona Science. Today our guest is Walter Harris, Associate Professor in UA's Lunar and Planetary Laboratory. He studies comets and specifically the thin atmospheres that surround them. Welcome, Walt. You're doing an inventory of objects in space uh, that's helping to reveal how planets form and so on. Can you tell us what it is you're doing and, and then how you learn from the data you collect? Well, what we're studying um, are a group of what we call short period Jupiter family comets. Jupiter family comets are distinguished primarily by their orbit. Uh, they have orbital periods that are modulated by uh, the gravity from Jupiter. And that keeps them in very short periods that allows us to look at them over and over again. Typically, they're somewhere in the neighborhood of six years or so. That's a lot of visits to the sun for a comet. And so they generally are not going to be lasting very long once they get into an orbit like that. And all of these objects tend to be rather highly evolved. But even with that said, uh, comets are, we think, the most ancient remnants of the formation of the planets. Uh, the comets were formed in the outer part of the disk in which the planets formed, and they made the cores of the giant planets like Jupiter and Saturn, Uranus and Neptune. There are a variety of ways to study them. How we are interested in studying them is we look at what happens when they begin to fall apart under sunlight. Uh, two things happen. First, they, they begin to melt the ices that are trapped in their interior. And those ices are predominantly made of water, carbon monoxide, and carbon dioxide. And as those gases come off, they release other gases along with it, things like hydrogen cyanide and uh, methane and ammonia. And those gases expand outward and we study their abundances and compare them to uh, each other and to other comets to try to understand how these objects formed. So all of those molecules that you just described were available in the very, very early solar system. Yes, in fact, uh, most of those molecular compounds we see now in our new observations of forming planetary systems. And in many cases, we knew they were present in the interstellar medium from historic study. Amazing. So how do you study them? We use a combination of spectroscopy and imaging. For the imaging, what we do is we use filters that uh, isolate a narrow uh, range of colors that um, are overlapping with the particular gases that we are looking to see. And uh, spectroscopically, we can look at the same thing by breaking out all of the features from these molecular species and looking at the individual resonances and lines that they produce. And from those lines, we can determine things like the temperature of the gas and also its uh, isotopic makeup, whether there's hydrogen or deuterium or other variations of common elements. And why do you care about isotopes? Typically, the uh, isotopic ratios are important for understanding the temperatures at which things form. In the case of hydrogen and its primary isotope deuterium, it's particularly relevant to the Earth because people have thought for a great deal of time that maybe the oceans and organic material on the Earth came from comets that hit our planet early in its history. And you would say? I would say it's probably not true, at least not in a, a dominant way, because the isotopic ratios of the hydrogen and deuterium in comets is very different from Earth in a way that suggests that comets can't have been a major contributor. And right now, there are three comets 
that are zooming close to Earth. Yes, actually. Uh, so there are three comets in the Jupiter family that um, are in the midst of a really almost unprecedented combination of close approaches. And of course, by close approach, I mean there's no danger of hitting us. But they're getting as close as perhaps 10 to 15 million kilometers away from Earth, which seems like a long way, but it's actually very, very close. And these three uh, are not large comets, but the viewing geometry toward them for these opportunities is such that we are able to look at the processes that are happening very close to these objects, where there's chemistry, where there's dust coming off the surfaces, where the properties of the gases that we see on much larger scales from other comets are still in the process of forming into that bigger cloud of gas. That's very exciting. Thanks very much, Walt. Sure, thank you. You can hear this and all Arizona Science Conversations at azpm.org slash Arizona Science. I'm Leslie Tolbert.